Steve, this is Mark Canty with Release Dynamics. And if you're really wanting to learn how to level up your life, you need to be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and welcome to episode 101. I have my really good friend, Mark Canty. He's from north of the border, up in Canada land. And uh, he came on. He is a coach's coach. So if you're a coach and you're looking to really level up your business, level up your clientele, Mark's your go-to guy. He's going to remind you to experience every moment, be very mindful, be empathetic, um, understand that competition and comparison can really kill your business. So without further ado, here is Mark Canty from Release Dynamics. Hey, time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and we are in kind of coming out here in a lot of parts of uh, the United States as our phase one um, unleashed of, during our COVID time. And I have a really good friend of mine that's actually north of the border in um, the uh, west, west, west part of Canada, and he is a coach's coach. So I am very, very excited to share the content with Mark Kentovich, or Mark Canty, as he goes in in business. And it's it just, we had some technical difficulties last week, so this should have been rolled out to you way before, but Mark is so nice and so understanding um, and so patient. And it's just fantastic to have this conversation with Mark. Mark helps coaches and consultants reconnect with their unique competencies and understand exactly who they are best suited to serve, and what that ideal client really wants. He then helps to create the perfect marketing system to deliver on that promise over and over again. Mark's philosophy for business success is quite simple. Be crystal clear on what you want and what you uniquely offer. Then ask the people you want to work with what they want and give it to them. So it's like he builds raving fans out of coaches that are trying to build their own raving fans. So here, without further ado, is Mark Canty. Mark, please come on and introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. But first, what emoji do you use the most? Oh, Scott, that's a good one. Um, you know, I, I love it because that's a great question because I, I'm always checking in to how it changes from day to day and the mood that I'm in. <laughs> Um, but I would probably say um, the the laughing one, the, the, laughing, the one? laughing with tears one. Is the probably, sideways or the up and down? <laughs> the up and down, sometimes the sideways. But yeah, I think that's that's the one I love to uh, to use the most. So awesome, maybe it just shows a little bit about how I view the world. Yes, absolutely. And what what's your favorite color? I know it's weird, but there's a reason. Um, no, not at all. It's uh, it's blue. It, blue. It would be dark blue. Dark yeah. blue. Why yeah. is that? Oh, you know what? I, it's always resonated with me. I think a big part of it is because I grew up on the water. And okay. uh, I often say that, uh, obviously, we all have water in our blood. But that, man, if, I'm, if I can't smell the water, if I'm not within uh, distance of the water where I can see it and touch <laughs> it, I am literally a fish out of water. I can't, uh, <laughs> you know, I love to visit the desert and the heat and but uh, but when it comes to living and lifestyle, I got to be on the water. 
Beautiful. And you're pretty close there where you are in, in Canada, true? I am right on the Inner Harbor in Victoria, British Columbia. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So give us a little origin story uh, about, about Mark Kentovich, um, kind of where you started and how you're getting into where you are right now with the release dynamics. Boy, you know, that's a dangerous question with a guy like me, Scott. How much time do we have? <laughs> you have like three and a half minutes. I don't know. Go ahead. Wow, I I, I I've, been, I've been wanting to ask you this, and you've been so patient. So I'm going to have to talk really fast. So first of all, I'm going to let you off the hook with my last name. I know I dropped that one off you uh, on you uh, earlier, but uh, just go by Canty. Canty, he's the Mark Canty. I want to impress Mark a little bit, so I kind of threw his how it's pronounced. But no, Canty's awesome. Coach Mark Canty. You got it. You got it. So uh, Canadian, um, have traveled around and lived in different parts of the world, actually. But uh, I was uh, born in the city of Toronto. And then uh, my parents, my dad quit a corporate job and decided to escape the city and went into the marine business. So we're talking boats and water. So Mm -hmm. that's where I get it from. Uh, So I was raised in a small business environment. Um, Then I went back to the big city, did my degree in marketing. Uh, ventured, decided I wasn't going to climb the corporate ladder. Uh, I went right into business. Matter of fact, I started small businesses from the time I was 17. So um, I've, I've kind of been really uh, an entrepreneur, small business owner my whole life. I've really never worked for anybody and collected a paycheck, if you will. Right. Uh, so I grew up in the marine business, and uh, that was uh, one of the, the biggest life lessons for me. Uh, early on in that there was a contraction in the marketplace, uh, spike in gas prices in both the recreational vehicle industry and the marine industry took a huge hit. We lost about 50% of our business. What year was that, Mark? Overnight. That would have been the late 80s. Okay. One of those, uh, one of those recessions that we went through back in, back in the day. And uh, I actually had to shut the business down. I, um, and I lost everything. I built it up from what was just a mom and pop shop. I think I shared this with you. The first financial statement I looked at had a $54,000 gross income. Right. And uh, within a couple of years, I built that up to a million bucks. And then I lost everything. My major supplier went bankrupt. Uh, Interest rates, I was paying, oh, I think I was paying around 14, 15% (laughs) on a million dollars worth of inventory. And uh, it just sucked me dry. And it was a tremendous experience because I was able to what I call close that business down, but stay intact in terms of my values. So I took care of the people that worked for me. I took care of my suppliers and made sure that we um, wound everything up properly. I ended up without anything at the end of it. Uh, but due to that, I attracted, this was in my twenties, my early twenties, I attracted the attention of a training company that I'd worked with and used out of the States. And uh, the president and owner became a friend and he sent me a plane ticket and said, you got to come over and visit with me for a week and tell me how you did this because we're seeing businesses go bankrupt all over uh, North America and yet you did it in a unique way. So I ended up, that was kind of my first venture into consulting. That's when I started consulting. Uh, And I would have been about 25 at the time. Uh, So I was quite a young consultant starting out and uh, I ended up moving to Orlando, Florida traveling through the Southeast United States and helping uh, business owners at that time um, to navigate, you know, the, the rough waters that they were in, both in the marine and recreational vehicle industries. Um, that expanded as I, you know, I, I, I was um, really just thirsty for knowledge and kept working with uh, this company 
um, out of the States and, and got to know a lot of interesting people. Got to know Dr. Michael O'Connor, who uh, kind of was instrumental in bringing the disc instrument into oh, sure. the business community. So if you know disc, so I actually worked with, with Dr. O'Connor and studied directly under him and, and know him. Uh, and started to explore more of the psychological elements of what makes business tick. So uh, everything from the psychology of sales to the psychology of management to the dynamics of family businesses and how they work together. Sure. And also what goes on in people's heads when they're solopreneurs. So you can see how these layers added, added up to my history. I ended up uh, working um, uh, with a company um, brought in down in the Republic of Panama. I spent a couple years there. Mm -hmm. uh, that was back in 2003. And that's where, at the time, I had my marketing consultancy, worked right. in Panama, and everything we did was virtual. And it was all online. And that just convinced me after spending a couple years there, when I returned back to North America in 2005, I said, that's it. I'm doing everything online from now on. This is the way the world <laughs> it is, is going right? to shift. Sure. And, uh, and that's when I, I kind of stepped wholeheartedly in full form into the virtual world. And I've been here ever since, since 2005. So I've been helping businesses. Uh, since then, I had a digital marketing agency. I've moved over the years. That's become more of a consultancy and coaching. And for the last two years, I've been basically focused 100% on coaching and helping other solopreneurs primarily. That's who I work with, is people who you know, are, are like yourself and sure. people who work from their homes, I typically don't, you know, have an external office space. So all of the, uh, not only all of the benefits that come with that, but all of the mind games that come with working on your own. Sure. So what, what made you think you wanted to be a coach's coach or start working with coaches and consultants that coach and consult other people? Well, from, from those early days in my 20s, I was working with business owners. So it was that, that kind of peer-to-peer work that was going on. So as my businesses over the years developed, uh, I ended up being that person who always worked with like the CEO, the, you know, the <laughs> owner, the president, whatever you sure. want to call them, whatever title they happen to have. So it was a natural for me. I was always coaching through that time as I worked with people, whether, whether I was helping them with their finances and trying to get that house in order or their marketing or whatever, you know, it was that came out of that. Sure. And uh, so there's a real, you know, warm spot in my heart for solopreneurs that are coaches and that are out there trying to serve and help people. I think part of that comes from the, the training and all of the experience that I've had to in the whole psychological realm is that going deeper, you sure. know, rather than just a mechanical kind of, hey, here's how to go through the process, that really getting in touch with um, what I call releasing your full potential. So my company name is Release Dynamics. And that, right. that is rooted in this concept that we all have a unique story to tell. We all have unique potential that can change our world, can change other people's worlds. And when we release that, when we let that out, uh, that's when the magic happens. Um, so that, that in particular, you know, coaches to me are, are probably vibrating at the highest level of what we can do. Uh, sure. for, for others on the planet is that, that giving that, that drawing out that asking questions, that support, uh, I think is, is really, really powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, so I, I got your aha moment kind of answered in there. What, what kind of challenges or failures have you experienced? Like, give me every, the listeners here, time to shine today. They like to hear about the fails and the overcome yeah. of the fail. So give us one of the fail that really stands out to you 
and how you handled that. Well, um, I got to go back to that first situation where I lost the business and really essentially for all intents and purposes, it should have been a bankruptcy, mm-hmm. but I refused that. Now I know, you. you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are in situations where they say, you know, it's the only way out. Um, but I, I also really empathize with those people who say, I am not going to have that label. I'm not going to take that on. I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I think there, I, I picked up a lot of wisdom from that fight, um, to make sure that I actually was able to navigate and, and the idea of, I think maybe this comes back to the, the desire for coaching is that, that sense of I'm willing to not only give it all, but give it all up. Hmm. let go of it all. Um, and, and I did, you know, so I, I think that that's a big part of it in terms of having that confidence. And I don't even want to, have, want to call it confidence at the time, but that faith would be a sure. better way to look at it. the faith that, you know what, I did it once. I can give this all up. I don't need to hoard. I don't, don't need to become this person that gets fear driven. I can let it all go right. and start over. And, and I think that's a huge, huge lesson is, is that ability to, uh, and I think a, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of solopreneurs and a lot of coaches who struggle, who maybe have come out of a corporate background or mm-hmm. have worked for other people, that's that fear that comes up. And when you, when you let that fear um, wrap you up and encompass you, you get stuck. You get in a situation where you lose your innovation and your creativity. So letting go of that and being open to potential. Mm-hmm. And, and open to what exists out there that's going to come to you is so, so important. So that's probably um, that significant event for me. Another one I'd share with you, too, is, is <laughs> during that experience, I also had a near-death experience. I was okay. in a severe um, motor vehicle accident, a severe car crash. I was hit head-on, and uh, I spent five weeks in the intensive care unit on a respirator with uh, crushed, uh, most of my body crushed, told mm-hmm. I was was likely not going to walk again, um, was, couldn't breathe on my own. And that as well was another kind of significant emotional event for me um, wow. that, that caused me to climb out and say, no, I am going to walk and I, and, no, <laughs> and I, I am going to do what needs to get done here to, to get my body back in shape and to continue uh, on with life and sure. take on the next challenge. So what do you oh, think? Make- that answered your question. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You did. So what, what do you think makes a great coach? I would say probably the, the word that comes to mind for me is empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, a, there's another word that kind of goes with that, and, and that's the ability to detach. So we don't want to become enmeshed or enablers. We don't want to become uh, sympathetic to our clients. But the idea of being able to empathize, in other words, feeling what they're feeling, but being able to step aside from that with that understanding and to help them through to move to the next level. Allow them maybe to make their own choices while you push the guidance, right? Yes. Yes. And also, you know, through that, I'm also a bit of a contrarian is I call myself a hybrid coach. I'm a coach and a consultant because I'm also not into the idea that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all we do is talk and ask questions. I also believe in that when we're working with people, that they deserve to learn from our experience and our wisdom and, and sure. our trials and tribulations. So I'm a bit of a contrarian there because a lot of coaches um, come up with that training where, well, you're not allowed to 
express an opinion or share mm-hmm. any ideas. You're just supposed to ask questions. I, sure. I don't believe in that. I think right. I think uh, we need to take a holistic approach. So that's a personal choice of mine that um, no, I love that drawing out, helping people release their full potential, but also helping them skip, helping them jump to the next level, helping them. Hey, that three years of struggle that I went through, if you can learn from that and avoid all of that, I'm going to give that to you. Um, love so it. I think that's, that's uh, a part of the uniqueness that I bring to the table, if you will. No, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. So what is your secret sauce then when you're starting to work with somebody to help them find their blind spot? The secret sauce that I, I would say is that people need to realize that competition and comparison are what can kill your innovation and kill your business. Okay. So what we need to do is come back to the core of, of who we are, because it doesn't matter if we're all if we're all in the same niche, if you will, or the same industry. Sure. What, it, what makes our business unique and what we have to offer unique is us. It's mm-hmm. our personal history. It's our story. Okay. So rather than turning yourself into a commodity and comparing yourself to other people, let that go and realize that what attracts customers and clients to you is you. Not your model, not if you're DISC certified, not if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, have some sort of coaching certification or whatever. That's not what is going to attract. So how are you finding that blind spot, though, is the question. Is by spending time and and getting people in touch with where they came from. So reviewing their personal history. Talking about what they really, really want. I think the biggest problem that I see most coaches and consultants go into is they become externally driven. In other words, they look for an opportunity in the marketplace and they think that they need to adjust themselves to fit into that opportunity. Sure. Versus looking within for the opportunity. Right. And then letting that out. Gotcha. So it's it's a it's a reverse of the way most people look at things. So Rich Sheffrin, an, an old mentor of mine, used to call it the opportunity seeker. The opportunity seeker is always running around, looking under rocks, trying to find that big <laughs> idea that's going to make them a fortune. Right. And and that's just, I call it winning the lottery mentality. Right. Is that, you know, the, so basically, not a lot of success in that or not a lot of... Be yourself and yeah. basically kind of move forward, being yourself. Yep. And you're helping them find that blind spot, uh, getting in getting in touch with their personal history, asking lots of questions, yep. not just listening with your ears, but with your eyes. So their mannerisms and stuff. So yeah, they, that's taking a proactive cool. approach, understanding Absolutely. That, that you have to design it so that you get what you want. So sure. first figuring out what you want mm-hmm. then designing the business that's going to get that for you. Right. And you're open Most people to go into them. business and then hope that it okay. gets them what they want. And they end up with a lot of conflict. Uh, so you're going and asking the questions then where, but you're letting them make their own decisions. That's what separates you from a lot of different coaches where, you know, I've been coached by people that really didn't work out for me too well because they're like, this is the way, the truth and the life. And this is it, you know, right. where they, the, the good ones that, you know, like my guy, Sam, you know, he actually would have me dig and then pull it forward and then make my own decisions. And he would guide me from there. So that's yeah. a lot of what you do. Correct. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. And here's an example. A, a client that I, one of my clients that's been with me for a few years, when, when she first came to me, she said, you know, I've been working with a coach for a couple of years and I'm just struggling in my business. And he's got me writing these things down and I got to commit to a minimum of, you know, a hundred cold calls a week and everything else. And I'm going, well, 
how do you feel about that? Do you, is that something you really love to do? Do you love to cold call? No. Have you ever done the hundred a week? No. Well, why don't we find a different way that works for yeah, you? To drum that business up, right? Yeah, because there isn't one set way. You've got to find something that fits into your personality and your strengths mm -hmm. and then work with that. Love it. So, yeah. Mark, let's get in our DeLorean here with Marty McFly and let's go back to the, say, the 22-year-old Mark Canty. And with the knowledge nuggets you have now, what kind of uh, knowledge nuggets would you be able to drop on that, Mark? Oh, um I was uh, I was a pretty aggressive, self-centered <laughs> young young man. Okay. Uh, so I would say uh, lighten up. Okay, like it. Um, being a workaholic is not the solution, and uh, often you know the more hours you work is not going to give you the results. You need to figure out how to do what you need to do in less time and be more balanced. Right. In, it sounds like you should doing. be more empathetic too. I was more empathetic. Guy I was appreciate the, Trust appreciate me. the relationships that you have and <laughs> right. uh, take time to nurture those and be with those. Um, so those would be some of the, the things Love that it. I would say. Yeah. So what, what do you think most people misunderstand about Mark the most? Oh boy, you're really going deep here. Um, you were warned. Yeah. Time to shine today, baby. Our, our, our listeners love this. I did. I would I would say probably um that because of my training and over the years like you, you know, we have the voice, we have the, you know, we know how to project, we know how to um be confident. But the thing that I think all of us have, myself included, is those those fears, those uh, those challenges, those issues, those self-doubts that we all do as human beings. Absolutely. So I, I think, uh, you know, we look to a lot of people who are in a leadership position, who who are come across as dominant and strong. Uh, well, you know what? We all have those. A lot of times. Yeah, we, we all have that little boy within us. We all have those those things that still come back to haunt us, perhaps. We all have those fears. We all have those moments of self-doubt. So uh, I think that that's probably a big thing is is that, you know, that ability to understand that we're all human and uh, we're having a human experience here. Yeah. So when you start working with a, a prospect and possibly seeing if they're right fit to turn in to a client client for release dynamics, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Oh, Scott, that's another great one. Um, yeah, uh, I would say that probably the best question that somebody needs to ask, and particularly when we're talking about coaches and consultants, is how do I design this business? And then how do I manage my numbers in terms of knowing ROI? So realizing that where are the best places to invest and how much do I need to invest? Nice. It, it amazes me right. how many people, again, have this lottery mentality that come to me and go, well, I'm not investing anything. I don't want to invest anything. I will invest once I make some money. Mm -hmm. so, so what I often say to them is I say, well, why don't you go first thing before we even talk further? Why don't you go down to the bank and say, <laughs> I want you guys to give me interest. Here's the interest that I want. You put that right. in your savings account for me. And then once all that interest is accumulated, then I'll put money in the go. bank account. Love it. Now that may seem 
absolutely it's ridiculous. True. It's but it's true. true. It's the way it's the way the vast put majority the cart in front of, people, of the horse kind of thing instead. It's cart before the horse. It's, yeah. Give me give me the you've heard the story, the old Earl Nightingale story about the old man sitting in front of the wood stove and he's freezing to death and he's got yeah. a pile of wood and he's yelling at the stove, give me some heat yeah. and I'll give you some wood. <laughs> and yet that's the way the vast majority of people go about business um, Absolutely. When, they're, when they're a small business. Yeah. So here at Time to Shine today, we talk about the dash a lot. And so I'm just wondering how you want your dash remembered. The the that little thing in between your life date and death date. How what's your epitaph say? What is that dash? How do you want that dash, Mark Canty's dash, to be remembered? Whoosh. I don't know how you spell that. Whoosh. I love it. I love it. I just got that first. It's funny because I told Mark earlier that I'm I'm on a different camera so i can really see is without looking like i'm looking way over so i get it now i i love it i love it but i i think you yours is just going to be a, a total go-giver someone that listens you know that's not ego driven that maybe was when he was younger but evolved and and i think that that that's just great for you mark what is your definition of a life well lived then uh i would say um experiencing um this is probably gonna and and i'm gonna kind of quote an old mentor of mine but i'm not going to do it properly I'm, I'm sure i've forgotten it but experiencing the moment and each person in the moment that's nice so experience the moment and each person in the moment so really be mindful yeah right how that yeah. mark that is strong man i'm writing this down experience the moment and the people in the moment that's great Awesome. So we're going to, as we wind things down a little bit, we move into our level up lightning round. So you and I could have 15, 20 minute conversations on each one of these questions. I'm sure we could, <laughs> but you got five seconds. I want what's at the top of your head. They're super easy questions to answer, but just this rip them off. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. All right. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Uh, invest in yourself. Love it. And that's so perfect for what he just told about the car before the horse. That's beautiful. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Um, morning health rituals, taking care of the body and the mind. So uh, exercise, uh, nutrition, and, and meditation in the morning. First Love thing. It. Start every Good day. For you. And not what you're reading now or the flavor of the month that everybody else is reading or recommending you read. What's your go-to book? If someone was to come to you and say, Mark, what book really hit home with you? Like mine is like Andy Andrews, A Traveler's Gift or Victor Frankl's A Man's Search for Purpose or Man's Search for Meaning. What, what is that book for you? Boy, I'm, I'm an insatiable reader and you might've stumped me there. Um, some pretty obscure stuff too that uh, that I'm into um, I gotta say you know I, I I think I can split that into two I'll have to split that sorry I know that's a five second round no when it comes, what's when the it two comes books to business, without without always, description what are the two books okay um I would say it's a a workbook a booklet called um the hidden obstacles to your success okay that was written by rich Sheffron. Okay. 
And on a personal level, am I allowed to look at my library? Sure. You got me. <laughs> you got me, man. It's all good. We'll go with that. I think, we'll you know what? Um, no, on a personal level, again, another book would be The E-Myth, Michael Gerber. Yeah. Yeah, I have it sitting I, right I, over here in mine. I've got that dog-eared, so falling apart, <laughs> multiple copies of it. Um, Love it. I'm kind of in business mindset right now, so I'm trying to think of personal. Oh, personal fiction. I mean, taking time to read fiction. Love it. What's your favorite charity and organization that you like to support? Uh, Habitat for Humanity. Beautiful. The Beatles, Rolling Stones, or Beach Boys? Beatles. Love it. What age would you be for the rest of your life, if you could be? Thirty-five. Oh, me too, actually. I always say 34, right in that time frame. Okay, last, you kind of answered it with one of my questions, but what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh, I got to say the, I think the 70s. There you go. Love it. Love it. The early 70s, yeah. (laughs) I love it. So how can we find you, Mark? You can find me in a couple of different ways. You can, if you just want to check out, uh, what I'm up to, uh, you can check out Release Dynamics, R-E-L-E-A-S-E, Dynamics, D-Y-N, Dynamics, A-M-I-C-S. <laughs> it'll all be in the show notes, folks. Yeah, so dot, all net, dot, dot net, dot net. My old company was dot com. I still have that, but know yeah. that that's not really um, that active anymore. Gotcha. So releasedynamics.net is my website. You can reach out to me, send me an email, uh, mark at releasedynamics.com is the email. Uh, find me on LinkedIn, yeah. Mark Canty, M-A-R-K-K-A-N-T-Y. Gotta love it. and love it. Mark, leave us with one last knowledge nugget that you want the Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad to internalize, take with them, and take action on. Uh, yeah, one nugget would be realize that you can be in different states at different times. And there's kind of two major states. One is the excitatory state. Don't get that confused with being excited. Mm-hmm. And the other is the inhibitory state. And what the excitatory state is all about is being ready. It's being ready for opportunity. It's being ready for potential. So when you find yourself slipping into the inhibitory state, that's when mm-hmm. you have fear. That's when you start to contract. Recognize that all you need to do is pause and remember a moment in time when you had some level of success or achievement. It could be something as simple as making a great sandwich. Love it. Get your mind into that space because that's what it means to be in the excitatory state or the ready state. If so you're you pause saying you can and really give yourself kind of, a moment to do sure, that, sure, then I'll you'll be able to move from there. And then ask yourself when you're in that state, what's, what's the first thing I need to do? What's the first step I need to take? Love that. Love it. So we're going to pause and remember that moment that really you leveled up before and pull that forward. And and Mark, it's been so fantastic having you on. I really picked up some solid nuggets, knowledge nuggets here about being, you know, empathetic, but also being able to detach and really have the, your clients make their decisions, but push them and guide them to their decisions and make it their own decision. But with the guidance of you, that's fantastic. And you're not mechanical. You're always going deeper. You're experiencing the moment of the people that are in your moment. So you're being mindful and not mindful. You're being mindful of every 
every situation that you're in and they, you know, if you're going to go for something, go for something, sometimes people, sometimes you just have to give it all up, give it the faith, back that faith with the persistence that doesn't recognize failure. And if you're look, if you're a coach or you're a consultant, or if you're just a business owner, not just a business, if you are a business owner, Mark is a fantastic resource. He's humble, yet he's hungry. He levels up his health. He level, levels up his wealth. And Mark, you're part of our squad now. And thank you so, so much for coming on, my friend. Hey, thank you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity, Scott. It's always always a pleasure to share and, and just always a pleasure to connect with you as well. So, awesome, my friend. Uh, thanks so keep again. Keep shining, man. Keep shining. Love it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.